there are people who might be happy with us, but it doesn't mean that everyone is. It doesn't mean that we couldn't of grow and, and like be much better than that. So like, you know, it's always nice to, to hear it and like have this in perspective. But at the same time, day to day, we have to be, um, you know, less than perfectly happy with our work. Otherwise, there's there's no progress. Uh, so, Michael, I heard you have some more thoughts about uh, what we talked about last week. Yeah. So um, last week we talked about um, about our structure, our weekly structure. Yes. So about our weekly rhythm, how we how we work, um, and and what are, and how we structure our week. So uh, we talked about you know that like what, what I do on Monday, on Tuesday, on Thursday, Friday, and and so on. And and you also uh, shared your idea uh, mm-hmm. how you do it. And we shared our ideal structure. And of course, we 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 shared some tips and tricks how um, how this would um, work. So following up on that, uh, I want to uh, dive a little bit deeper into this because. I want to talk more about you know batching of tasks okay. because you know it's pretty it's it's related with you know with with this with this thing. Yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. So um so for example um as we discussed uh, for example I have my admin tasks on Monday and my marketing tasks on on Tuesday. So what happens is that I try to batch the tasks together uh, to make sure that I can get them done. And it sounds it sounds obvious as as it is. So like you know typically you know put the the tasks in order. But actually, it's um, what I like about this is that it forces you to really think when you want to get some things done, and um, and it forces you also to try to uh, to give feedback to your your people at the right time to make sure that the task is ready to be done uh, on that day. So, for example, uh, if I have a marketing task. Which is really important that I, I like that I do it on Tuesday. I better prepare feedback for it uh, before, like a few days before, to make sure that on Tuesday uh, I have all the feedback I need and I can actually, you know, do what I was supposed to do. Right. And um, very often we forget. So, like you know, Tuesday comes, like for example, and then I get this task uh, on my priority list, and I'm like. Yeah, right. But I didn't talk to our designer about it. I didn't talk to, to this guy about it. And I'm like, well, hmm. yeah. So uh, suppose I'm not going to, going to do it right now. I'm, so I or I ask or I start calling people. But when I start calling people, then I interrupt their work, and then I just you know uh, make the the Tuesday day about marketing. I make it about meeting and uh, meetings and about you know um, uh, like quick uh, back and forths. And and then suddenly you know the the the, the day is just you know going past me and I haven't done a lot right. because I started getting this feedback, you know, too late. Yeah. And, and, and this is also another phenomenon that you've described that, um, when you, like we talked about last week, how you should schedule your, your week and your day such that you always start distraction free, uh, from your most important task because, because exactly like when you don't batch, and you don't start with your most important task, then throughout the day, you're just sprinkled with those little things which seem inconsequential, like, okay, it's going only going to take me five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, I'll just do it. But then, you know, this leads to another thing and, and to another thing, and then something else comes in and you're just completely um, distracted. You're off track to do your most important work. And because you've done like 10 different small things, but none of them is particularly important. 
um, whether or not they were still useful, like you feel bad because you feel like you've done nothing. And when you when you try to batch those and also have a separate time for like giving feedback and those smaller kinds of things, then it is more productive probably, but it just, from a subjective perspective, it feels more productive. Yeah, and also um, what I like uh, doing, uh, like in the morning when I do my most important tasks, is also to... Um, to also um, embrace this this idea of of put, putting constraints on time, uh, yeah. so using the Pomodoro, the famous famous Pomodoro technique, along with my, my unscheduled calendar, mm-hmm. to just make sure that you know I put your app, Tadam, I put it you know on twenty five minutes, and I, I and I have these tasks already you know put together. Yeah. Preferably in Nosby, what I do is I am the, 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 my most important tags. Um, uh, are called frogs. There is a frog icon uh, in Nosby, and I use the icon, the frog icon, and I filter the priority tasks only with the frog icon, so that I the frog you know context uh, category. Sorry, and then I just see all these tasks, and I put the timer on, and I start doing them. So it it really uh, um, like makes my con my my focus like like just really focus on these tasks. Really like narrows down my focus. Uh, gives me the time constraint of 25 minutes and, um, you know, just forces me to work faster and to work more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and and again, coming back to the, my previous point, if the, these tasks are prepared for me to, 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 to get them done, just, you know, it go, all goes smoother. And once you once I get all my frogs done from my priority list, then I switch, uh, I, I turn off the filter and then I see all the other priority tasks. Yeah, that's actually a very interesting idea to 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 use, you know, to have a special context um, category. I'm sorry, we call it categories now. Uh, put a special yes. category for your um, most important tasks and, and then uh, filter them. Because uh, what I often tend to do is I try to prepare my priority list for tomorrow, like at the end of the day, just sort of... Um, you know, star that the tasks that I feel like are going to be most important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, because there are other tasks that I I don't specifically like, I don't explicitly star, but they have a due date or they're um, uh, recurring. Uh, then yeah. after midnight, they'll come back to my priority list, <laughs> but they'll sort of screw up the order because I, I didn't plan that order now. So it's 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 not it doesn't exactly work perfectly yet, but <laughs> we're working on it. Uh, yes, we are. We are. Uh, but yeah, I, that, that's actually a very good idea to to like have a um, a separate category for for that because one, then you don't have to worry about your your priority list getting too crowded and and um, disordered. Yeah, and also you have you have the focus because now you can just look at those tasks and focus on nothing else, right? And then you just close, you know, quit Slack in the morning, and you can actually focus. Yeah, and um, I just wanted to explain why it's a frog uh, for all people who don't who don't know the the thing. It's uh, there was a book by Brian Tracy, a very short book. Um, it's called Eat That Frog. Uh-huh. And it's actually about that, about uh, doing your like, uh, like your most important tasks in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
he says eat that frog because you know th these tasks seem to uh, seem to be very uh, they are very important and but they also seem to be, be very tough oh yes but but uh, Brian Tracy is, you know, is convincing us, and he's right to just tackle them first. Because after after you've done them, it's it's everything is just going to be easier throughout the day. I actually had just this experience today. Uh, I had uh, one larger task, um, like an important thing, but not an urgent thing, and a quite a uh, almost a, a project, and. But I just, I put it off because there are more current, you know, more urgent tasks. And then like, because we, we I had an additional meeting in the morning and now we're recording in the end, I haven't done it. Right. And today I, I, I didn't have much time anyway, but ideally what I should have done is exactly this. Um, start with with that task with that frog, which is important, but, uh, but also, um, because it's not easy and you can't do it in in 15 minutes um it sort of turns you away because you'd rather do um work that gives you more um instant gratification right the the, the feeling of done um so yeah uh, and and yeah actually a really good tip again <laughs> with the category I'll I'll try it out yeah, thanks. The, the the thing that I also because uh, today, for example, today is uh, we, when we are recording today. It's Friday, and Friday is my meeting day. So today I had um, like a whole session of meetings. I had uh, you know, in the very morning, then later, and then I had two meetings with my customers, and then uh, now I'm chatting with you. Then in the you know in between, I had a meeting, uh, an, an unscheduled meeting. And, um, so uh, again, the I I love Friday for that because. I don't try to do anything else on Friday because I know that if I do these meetings right and if I'm you know if I show up prepared for all these meetings yeah. they're going to be fine and I'm going to be fine and I'm going to get my stuff done and I don't need to do anything else to make this day uh, a success. Um but uh because there are some small gaps in the in the between the meetings and sometimes the meet, which which is funny sometimes meetings actually earlier than i than i anticipated right but i always give like give give myself a margin um i have uh today i i just had a, a one task also a, a big one that i i i didn't expect it to be complete and i didn't complete it yet uh but i had it and uh, it was just always on my side so like after a meeting i would get back to it I would keep keep doing that then um and because it actually didn't require so much of my you know of my focus but you know enough focus but um how to say it it was enough focus for me to just switch like the, the like switch the like the mode from meeting mode to to to, to you know to to doing mode mm -hmm. um and it was it was a straightforward task so um so I could really switch very quickly yeah. and then you know before next meeting meeting I would switch back this way, I had a really good day because I, I I really moved the needle on this task. Yeah. And on the other hand, in the meantime, I had all these meetings which were pretty successful. So so I combined you know best of both worlds, you know, and and I did I, I got some bonus today, let's say. Yeah, but it's almost a fluke. It almost never happens this way. When you have like meetings and then short caps in between to do something, and not even a bunch of small tasks, but work in small chunks on a, on a bigger task, it almost never works and is actually productive, but I'm glad it worked out today. Yeah, it worked out today, but uh, also, as you said, uh, uh, there is a caveat. The 
thing about this task. I mean, actually, this task is about I'm reviewing my uh, my previous works, uh -huh. my previous written work, uh, in in the context of our uh, future no office book, and uh, and then actually I'm actually reviewing my uh, my um, thesis on teleworking, which I did, you know, years <laughs> ago. Um, and I read that. And I mean, man, I was so smart then. Really, <laughs> um, I I can't believe how smart I was when I was writing that, you know, uh, 13 years ago. Um, uh, so I'm I'm reviewing that, uh, and because this task doesn't involve, I mean, it involves reading, understanding, and putting notes. It's pretty easy to do. But for example, in your case, when you when you are you know when you are programming, it's hard because you have to really get into this flow to actually you know program effectively. That's why for you it would be really more difficult to switch like that. Because programming is a lot more demanding than you know reading, going through, and making notes. You know. Yeah, yeah. I also had this experience um, with writing. Uh, you know, sometimes I would be writing a blog post, and I would try to do some progress during the week before work, and so I would have like twenty minutes and just right in the morning to do some writing. And sometimes it would work, and I would actually like day by day with small chunks actually do a, a bunch of progress. But usually it just doesn't work because I like to get back into the flow and, and like regain the context of what I was writing and, and the the point I was trying to make. It's it's really hard. Or or just even today the the task I was mentioning it's a sort of um, research sort of thing. So it's it's definitely better than 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 most of programming but yeah it's it's still like it's really hard to to split it into tiny chunks and and so definitely striving for large chunks of uninterrupted time is is very very good yeah exactly but that's why i chose a, a relatively simple task yeah. to, to fill out the day that makes you sense. Know? and other way and anyway if I made no progress on this task, I would I would be I would have a great day anyway right. because I assume that the meetings are the most important thing. So you know, whatever I get out of it, it's a bonus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one 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 more thought um, on, on all this. Uh, last week I, I I talked that it's harder for me to to split um, my work throughout the week into like different things I do on different days of the week. Uh, because oftentimes I don't have just small tasks, but I have these like mini projects. Mm -hmm. And and today, um, or well, not today, uh, but last week, uh, as I've been thinking about um, our next next version of Mosby, like I was planning the three point two release, and um, there's one one task, one one feature that I want impl to implement, and. Um, yeah, I think I can actually say what it is. It's not a big secret. Um, so uh, I, I, wa I want to re-implement um, the quick add on the Mac to be like really nice because right now it's not nice. And fun fact about it uh, is that uh, it was actually not the first, but maybe the second thing, the second job I had at Nosby. Like it wasn't. It was before I was really part of the team it was uh just a contract thing uh but it was like three or almost four years ago so if it's terrible i'm sorry but it was a long time ago it's my fault <laughs> so anyway I, I want to redo all this and make it really nice uh but it, it's a big project you know and it's uh, to do it alone i don't know how much time it will take but it could take um two weeks or more right 
And such larger projects are, are really hard for me because there are so many other smaller things that um, that I also want to do, right? But when I have a, a, a project for 30 or 50 hours of work, <laughs> that's going to take a, a, a lot of time. And in that time, I can't focus on anything else, right? And especially that, you know, I work for four days a week, so that's 32 hours in a week. But out of that, um, we'll have design fight that maybe takes three hours. We'll record, that's maybe two hours. Then there's going to be the daily scrum, right? And so that's maybe, I don't know, 25 hours left. And then yeah. you factor in all the time it takes for the sort of current and urgent things and like just giving feedback and and and, and staying on top of things. And I end up having, you know, maybe 17, 18 hours in a week for actual development work. Um, and yeah. and by the way, we talked about it on episode nine, I think, uh, mm -hmm. which was hilariously named, uh, I need to lower your salary. Yeah. Uh, but I remember after that, I was reading a, a book about um, sort of the work and life of, of programmers. And and it said something like, uh, like it also suggested to to actually count and track your hours. And it said that uh, for most people, it's going to be like the, the real work time is going to be like half your total supposed work time. But that's actually really good because uh, in... In, for many people like working in like corporations and etc they can barely get done maybe two hours of real focused uninterrupted work not meetings in a day and that's just terrible right mm -hmm. but if i have you know less than 20 hours of work in a week even moderately um complex work will take um weeks you know and that's, yeah. and, and that's really tough. Um, yeah, it is. And, you know, also another thing that uh, I, I discussed today with one of our customers was that um, they, when they started using Nosby, they, they had to switch their mindset that they are, um, they are not supposed to do uh, that many impromptu meetings. Like, you know, I'm right. going to go to your, I'm going to go to your office to ask you for something or ask your feedback on something, you know, that like suddenly when everything was in place in Nosby, um, uh, people had to adjust that now we give feedback there in the comments and, and, and then later we schedule like a bigger, uh, a, a, a one bigger meeting. So we batch everything into one bigger meeting yeah. where we just go through the, through this feedback and, uh, and make sure that, you know, everything, everybody's on the same page. And, and because they still wanted to have that meeting, but it's no longer like, but it's better to have to, to batch this together into one big meeting, you know, even if it takes an hour or two, yeah. then have constantly an inter uh, interrupted time by somebody asking you about something, you know, by somebody going to your office, by somebody, you know, um, asking you about one, uh, one small uh, piece of feedback. Um, so like the, the change of implementing Nosby forced them to also batch you know, the feedback session into one, you know, one, uh, one chunk of time. Yeah. People still don't, don't really get it fully. Uh, like, uh, Slack became super popular this year and Slack is a great app. We use it. We love it. But, um, at, on some level, Slack is still really 
old school because it it pushes you it, it sort of forces you to work synchronously with other people yeah. when you're having a conversation you're having a conversation right uh, and that's great when you need it um, it's it's really high bandwidth mode of communication to talk in real time with someone uh, and if you can do you know video or audio that's even better but that's also a factory of interruptions an interruption factory like how can you get anything done when you're constantly interrupted by someone and you know just you might not be uh it it might be better than in in real world when you're tapped on uh on the shoulder and you have no choice uh but to answer immediately but it's still really distracting to have everyone constantly write to you uh on slack and so this is something we've been uh, thinking a lot about um, at, at, at Nosby that we really want to double down on the opposite on on asynchronous work. Yeah, that's the. I mean, there's there was this article when somebody was saying that they are saying goodbye to Slack actually because instead of having one email inbox, right? You know, with Slack they don't have email, but they have like several inboxes of of, of just messages pouring in on different channels. Yeah, and and and, and different places. And uh, and they have to just be keep up because people people get addicted to it. So people keep replying, and people just get you know they get up to speed uh, with Slack. So that's and 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 you know if you have just a slightly larger team, then suddenly it becomes just a waterfall of messages. So so you can really it can really get out of out of control. I mean and 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 in our case. I think we are pretty good at, at this. I mean, we are still are struggling at some points, but usually we are good at this. That we recognize when something uh, needs to be a task, and when something you know you want to discuss on Slack, uh, and and there is still this you know this fine you know barrier here. I mean, and yeah. the, to, to just make sure that you 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 get the the things right. But if you don't, then it, 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 as you said, it, it becomes synchronous. And and in Nosby, we want to be real time that you get all the push notifications, that you get everything there on time, the sync goes smooth. But we want you still to be able to work asynchronously when you can go to Nosby, check out the things, check the comments, check stuff, and then get back to your work. And make sure that, you know, if you leave Nosby open, you know, it's gonna receive everything it has it needs to receive. You're going right. to be up to date, you're going to be on the same page, but you don't have to reply right there. So um, because there, there, we, we, I mean, in our team, even we raised this question: Should we out Slack Slack? You know, should we be more like Slack uh, in the future version, versions of Nosby? Yeah. But no, we shouldn't because because productivity. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually listened um, a few days ago to a podcast, a Polish podcast you did with um, uh, with, with Michał Szafrański, and you you mentioned this, and uh, you know, you mentioned Slack. And you said something like, uh, you know, Slack is like, you know, our virtual watercolor and we just, you know, we just chat there. And that's not exactly true because we do a lot of work there. And you might not see it because um, most of our activity on Slack happens in direct messages, actually. So quite synchronously, but between two people. Uh, and that's really useful sometimes. Because when you actually are working on a thing and some other person is also working on a thing at the same time, you can really make real, real fast progress when you're uh, collaborating like that synchronously on Slack. 
But the thing is, most of the time you don't need it. You're not actively working at the same time on a thing and it doesn't matter. Most things don't have to happen right now. Most things, um, uh, most, most tasks, most features happen over days, even weeks, uh, because it just doesn't matter that much. And it's far more productive to be asynchronous and start a conversation. Don't bother anyone. Just ask a question, uh, you know, mention them or, or, or delegate the other person, whatever, wait for feedback and answer and, and rinse and, and repeat. But everyone can do it in their own time. And, and that's, that's really powerful because even if we still use Slack, even if we still sometimes do things synchronously on Nosby because we we you know we mention someone we nudge someone to take action immediately most of the time we give people much more space for them to actually do have large chunks of focused time so they can do their work yeah and and, and that's really important to uh, to keep in mind because people really f- f- fall in we are humans. We fall in love with this, with, with the human interaction. It's so good, you know, it's so good to talk to people. It's so good yeah. to meet. That's, that's why we have all these status meetings and, and all these things, you know, in the traditional, you know, working environment. But really, most of us, and that's, that's also the argument, you know, because uh, oh, when, when I talked to Michal Shafransky, he asked me, um, so who can actually work remotely, you know, which kind of, you know, right. uh, um, jobs are, are, are good uh, for working, you know, like, like we do, no office. And and I said, you know, almost everyone who uses brain, because yeah. if if they don't have to be at the at the power plant at the plant at the factory, you know, cranking the widgets at the same time <laughs> synchronously, yeah, they can get their job done asynchronously. They can do it, you know, anytime, anywhere, anyhow. Actually, so it's a question of a mindset, you know. And and um, and I, I wrote this uh, uh, article a few weeks ago uh, that that's you know with with the matrix say like the, in the matrix there is this scene that there is no spoon. And here we go again. And for me, for me, there is this like for, there's this new paradigm. There is no office. Like, yeah. like we should we should um, we should think about our work and appreciate our focus time. Uh, you know our 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 creative time. In a way, like if there was no office, like if the like office can yeah. be a facilitator and can be a, an a, you know additional thing, it can be a good thing and be a bad thing, whatever. But we should um, focus on uh, on making the work environment for our team, for our people, you know, in the most effective way. And the most effective way is not having an open space and you know nudging each other and you know asking about things all the time and interrupting each other. Yeah. Uh- the most productive way to work is most of the time you give people the tools they need to do their work and then just leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> and we also talked about it and we'll link to, to the show, but uh, it, it what really convinced me about the widespread usefulness of remote work and it's not just something that will always remain niche is 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 you <laughs> is the fact that you know i feel i i felt like oh it's cool if you're if you're an introverted nerd like me and you know you're, you're cool with mostly um working in focus alone and then just having uh you know interactions with your coworkers some of the time 
but a lot of people just couldn't live live like that and they would need an office, just need it. But the fact that you, who are obviously a tall extrovert, it's not just fine with it, but you started a company like that and you wrote your, your master's thesis about that more than 10 years ago, um, that means something. That's, that's, that's a good, good um, evidence that maybe not everyone, uh, not everywhere, not all of the time, but probably most people uh, could work like that and actually enjoy it and, and be productive. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but it's, it all comes back to, to, all, to, you know, to what we've been talking about, to, to really yeah. giving us, as you said, giving us time to do our work, you know, back off. <laughs> I have to get my work done, you know? I mean, even my wife, she works in an office and she, she also has to practice several, you know, habits of, of just, uh, you know, uh, shutting off and making sure that she has the time to get focused work done because otherwise she, uh, like she, she comes back home and she's complaining that they've, she've been, she's been talking to people all the time. They've been coming to her office all the time and she has done almost nothing, you know? So, yeah. so that, that's the, that's the idea. But again, that's the, you know, that's the concept here that we would try to convey. Yeah. On, 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 on the podcast I mentioned, uh, one thing that really stuck out in my mind is when you said that to be the right person for remote work, to like remote work, you have to enjoy working. Yeah. <laughs> and and so it's it's not like a question of whether you're introvert versus extrovert and how much social interaction in person you need, but it's more like, can you handle the fact that most of the time on most days you'll be just actually working. Exactly. Which makes a lot of sense because, um, as, as, as you said in, in, in that conversation, offices are not just places for work and they're places for, um, you know, n not just places for, uh, for interruptions, but they're, they're social places, Yeah. right? And, and they're places for you to be distracted away from work. And it's sort of this thing when, or that when you are working from home or remotely then yeah you'll you'll chat on slack you'll have meetings uh sometimes you'll even be in person and it'll be cool and you will have social interaction and it will be a lot of fun but most of the time you'll be just working and if you just if you simply do not enjoy work your work then there's no way you could you could handle that yeah, and then, but then again, you you have to design. I mean, if you're like like me and you like to meet people, you have to also have some social events in the afternoons. You know, to have something to uh, to look forward to as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and the thing is that by default, when you have an office, you your you, you, your social world world is your office because you know after yeah. that you're tired. You don't want to meet anyone. But uh, I'm just the contrary. I love the afternoons. I love to do something, you know, in the afternoon and to, to play with my girls, to go out, to meet some people, to meet my friends. And I like the fact that they're not... I also like the fact... I mean, I, I like you guys and everything, but I also like the fact that there are people from different backgrounds. They're not my pals from my company. Um, yeah. So I really... I have this diversity, you know. I'm, when we are together, like, you know, in a week we'll, we'll, we'll be on our company meeting. I'm going to enjoy the hell of it. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but but then then right now uh, I'm also enjoying the company of other people and uh, in this way I get to choose people that people that I spend time with you know and and I think um, it's the lazy part in us maybe that you know 
when you have friends from work, you don't have to, you know, try to get any other friends, you know, to, to meet other people because you already have friends at work. You don't need more. And you're yeah. tired anyway after after the whole day of, of working. So anyway, uh, we're off track right now. <laughs> no, no, no. But I absolutely, I agree. And I have exactly the same feeling. I mean, look, if I had to um, leave my, my hometown uh, to, like, move to a larger city to, like get a good job or whatever in Warsaw, then it's likely that a lot of, um, like, I would I would grow apart from many of my friends who I've known and met over the years here. Uh, but then, like, naturally being in an office, um, as you said, the, the work and, and your, um, your friends, your sort of social life would, um, would be more of the same. And, and here, um, yeah, it's it's not like there is no um, you know social aspect. Even if you're just working from home, there there's still that. But but as you said, you you need this other outlet for your sort of um, social needs. And as you say, you end up spending more time with um, non-work friends. Yeah, and and Tully. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, something that uh, Rafa, our VP of product, said, because in this podcast that we mentioned in Polish, uh, we'll link to this in the show notes, although it's in Polish, but, you know, if you speak yeah. Polish, you know, feel free to listen to it if you haven't. We, I, uh, the, the interviewer, uh, uh, Michał Szafrański, asked also Rafa, our VP of product, to talk, talk uh, from, his, you know, from his perspective uh, what he likes about working f- uh, for Nosby f- like, remotely. And he right. said something which uh, which also struck me was that he said that after just a few months of working remotely, he felt more in touch with the employees in our work in our company than he he, he, mm. he ever was in 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 the employees in in the normal office, which was yeah. which was kind of strange. But on the other hand, I can get it because, uh, like, if I would be working in a traditional office. I would be the CEO. I would have my, you know, beautiful office on the corner of the, you know, thing, you know, uh, with the leather seats and everything, you know, the yeah. whole nine yards. And then then I would, you know, almost never talk to you guys. I mean, I would be just talking to my direct reports. I would just focus on my work and <laughs> I would I would be out of touch actually from like from many of the, you know, people. Okay, I'm exaggerating maybe a little bit because I, there, yeah. there wouldn't be me, but but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. And, and, and with Slack, with the tools that we use with Nosby, we are more in touch with each other. And I, I, I get to be in touch with people from you know different departments, even though I, they don't work directly with me any, anyway. Yeah, and I'm also thinking, I mean, I don't really have a comparison, right? But um, I'm thinking about this thing, how when you're like in school, right? You don't choose your classmates. They're, they're just there. Right. And and sometimes you'll enjoy their company, sometimes you won't, you'll like some people more than others. But the fact that you spend so much time with them and it's not like you have total control over uh, who's part of, of, of that group, uh, it just gets tiring. And mm-hmm. and sometimes you're you're just um you're just you know tired of, of that whole group. And I wonder if it isn't a similar feeling to to some people in in offices, you know, at, at least in some companies, like yeah, there are people you um, 
like the fact that you spend so much time with them in person uh, can be simply tiring, right? But when you have this um, social inter interaction mostly over over internet and you usually see um, sort of the, 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 the best parts uh, of, of those people and, and you can control how much you let them into your life. Like if you want to work, you can just work, but then you only see them in person for a week or two weeks in a year, then it, it, like you really look forward to it, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, we don't get to get tired of, of each other. So, so we actually, yeah. So actually we're looking forward to, 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 to meeting in person. So like in just one, one week we'll be together. <laughs> okay. Uh, do we have picks for this week <laughs> for a change? Yeah, I think we do. <laughs> let's let's okay. change the subject and then do some picks. Uh, you start. I start. Okay. Um, that's different. Um, so my first pick would be the Martian. Um, not the film, although the film is great, um, and not the book, uh, but rather the audiobook specifically. Uh, I generally don't listen, I don't read fiction, because uh, as I said, I think last week, the real world is too interesting to spend time reading fiction. Yeah, you just said that, right? But uh, I really love loved the movie, and I heard that, hey, the book is actually even better, <laughs> And it was like it's it's very geeky, uh, but in an approachable way. Like you don't have to be a tall nerd to, to understand it. It's it's not that thing, uh, but it's a lot of fun. But the audiobook specifically is just so good. The the narration is is top notch. I I don't think I've listened to a better narrated book than this. So we haven't planned it. I, I when I saw the the your suggestion for a pick um, there, um, I, I smiled. But uh, you don't actually know that uh, uh, I have a, a strong connection with this audiobook. I mean, I haven't listened to it yet. I have it on my audible already, but I haven't listened to it. But uh, the best part is that uh, you know the world is small, and uh, the audiobook of The Martian uh -huh. uh, was uh, produced uh, by my friend from Canada. And this friend has been a long time editor of the Proactive magazine. Um, really? His name is James Tom. And he, uh, with his friend, uh, he started a, an aud uh, audible, uh, audiobook, audiobook publishing company. And they were searching for the, for the first big project to really stand out. And they saw the... Uh, the, the Martian, uh, you know, as he was publishing it on the internet, because that was the, the first, you know, the first yeah. uh, time the Martian was was out, and they approached the author. They loved they loved the book, and they asked him if if they would if if they could do the audiobook because they have a very good narrator who would just perfectly match the the the, the, the theme of the book. He said yes. They agreed, and and they they produced the audiobook. The audio audiobook. Because, as you said, it's really brilliant. They really made like an effort to really make it really great. They, they I mean, they, they, their narrator, they were, they were, they were so right, as as you testify right now, and yeah. and because of the audiobook, then the the, the the author got the publishing deal, and then there was the film, um, you know, the film rights and and the whole nine yards. So. So it was them, and and this is the cool thing. You know, James, one of the co-founders of this of this you know publishing company, was a longtime editor of the Proactive magazine, and is a good friend of mine. Huh? You know, I'm I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> the world is small. You know, just you know, the world is so small. It's just it's it's amazing. <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there's your surprise of the day. <laughs> yeah. Talking about friends and and people I know personally, I just uh, published a, a blog post uh, this week about the books I recommend recently because it seems like it's a like there is a season open season for great books right now. Uh, yeah. This time nonfiction. So uh, I recommended uh, two of them. I already uh, recommended here on the show uh, Jeff Sanders' Five A Miracle. Um, the uh, also uh, Living Forward by Michael Hyatt. So these two, and then there are two more uh, uh, by Grace Marshall, How to Be Really Productive, uh, mm -hmm. a very cool book. Uh, she's from uh, from the UK. I met there. I met her uh, last year, and um, also uh, the uh, the Coaching Habit by uh, Michael Bungay Stanier. Uh, he's Canadian, and uh, also I met him uh, uh, like in the past. Uh, all are very good, very, very good friends. All are really fantastic authors. So, like the uh, the coaching habit, I haven't re haven't read yet. I'm 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 in the middle of living forward, uh, and uh, there are these all these books. I mean, if you are really looking for a productivity book, you know, one of these four, you can't you just you can't go wrong. So, totally recommend it. I think you're cheating. You just made four picks. Yeah, I know, but they are like all in one <laughs> blog post, but they all launched like very recently. So I just, you know, and they're all okay. brilliant, you know, and they're all different. So like it's, you, you cannot, you know, the, the good thing is that you cannot like uh, um, uh, approach productivity from just one angle. You can, you can, you can have all these, you know, small chunks that just improve a little bit of uh, you know, your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. Um, There's sort of productivity business self help books can can get really tiring and some of them are just just not very good uh, but sometimes there are just these little insights that are uh, quite powerful so yeah uh, it, it's it's not a genre of book I could read one by one but uh, if you if you take a good book, of, of, of that sort, uh, every now and then, it, it can be really powerful. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay, I wanted to recommend uh, the podcast Stacking the Bricks and in general, um, the work of Amy Hoy. Yeah, I love her. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. She, she writes about shipping stuff, you know, making things, make, starting a, a business and actually making it work and uh you know finding the right product to, to make and how to find your customers and etc and, and just like um she's very insightful a, a, about this and and i i just really uh enjoy her work uh and I, just as an example I'll, I'll link to one episode of her and uh alex hillman's uh podcast uh, because i i i you know, sometimes I can uh, get uh, in interesting insights um, from completely unrelated things. So in, in, in that um, episode, Alex, who um, who's making, he's a, co he's a founder of, of this um, co-working space, this, uh, this community that's called uh, Indie Hall. It's in uh, Philadelphia. And, and, and he said something like, uh, a lot of co-working spaces do it completely wrong. Like they start with having this really nice office and fancy desks, right? But it's it's like it's going to be empty at first, and and he thinks that it's completely wrong because co-working spaces 
um, for him are not just about the space, it's about the people, it's about the community. So the way he approached it is he started with building a small community, even in not such a great place, and then grow as needed. So, you know, focus on the core and then expand as you have to. And I thought about, it just, it came in the in the bright place when uh, we were working on, on something. And I just um, realized how it relates to product development. Like on one hand, sometimes um, like you, you don't want to ship poor quality things. You want to have nice things. You, have, you want to have those fancy desks and nice office uh, in your app, right? And yeah. when you're working on, on things that you know are important, then you really want it to be as polished as you can afford because when it's not, it it damages morale and it makes the perception of your app being bad. Even if it's good, if it just doesn't look nice, if you don't have those fancy desks, uh, it doesn't make a good impression. But on the other hand, I noticed that sometimes because we're now trying to like improve on our core and make everything better and focus on quality and etc., uh, sometimes we... we we try to go too far with that in places where we shouldn't. Like we we now have a better sense of, wow, we really need to make nicer things. But I think we also have to have the sense of when to put um, as much effort into something as possible and when not to. Because when you're when we're like starting with an experiment with something that might work but might not work, don't polish too much. Because why would you want, you know, those fancy desks if it's empty and if there are no people, right? Why why polish a feature and make it as nice as possible and just make it perfect if you don't even know if people need this, right? If yeah. people want this, if it makes sense at all. So, uh, like, with, with experiments, like, focus on the essence and try to make it good, useful, but cut the corners on details that, that don't matter. Make a sort of minimal viable feature. But then if it's good and you made the essence good, then and it's worth polishing, people will beg you to make it good. They will write to you saying, why, why isn't this as good as we know uh, it has to be? But if it turns out that it's actually not that important, then the then polishing won't change it and no one will complain about it and so you'll have just saved time and can spend it on more important things. So it has nothing to do with uh, Amy's podcast, which I recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at this. <laughs> yeah, but that was good. That was good. <laughs> okay. And see you next week. And uh, next week we're still recording... Uh, uh, via Skype and then the week after we'll be recording live oh yeah we forgot about our nutrition health uh, you know uh, corner today we did and we totally have to do the weigh-in uh, today yes because somebody broke some records Raju come on uh, yeah I did I did I did so today um, I'm, I'm a measly uh, 70.1 which is exactly the same as it was uh, a week ago but in in the meantime I broke the magic 70 kilogram barrier twice. 
Yeah, it's fantastic, man. I mean, this is this is the this is the level you want to be in. So it's fantastic. I'm, you know, I'm opening the virtual champagne now. <laughs> so, yeah, and and I'm sixty seven point one. So I'm exactly three kilograms three kilograms less than you are right now. Nice. And also, I have reasons to celebrate because uh, it's been really consistent this week. I was uh, slowly coming, you know, to sixty one point sixty seven point one very nicely. I've I've I have reasons to celebrate because. For the last two weeks, I managed to uh, exercise every day right. and do my r morning routine every day as well. So, like, uh, so hey me. Very nice, yeah. very nice. So it, it's it's a motivation podcast now. <laughs> it is the motivation podcast. I mean, just think about it. We are talking about this stuff. We are analyzing this stuff, and then you are losing weight just as you're supposed to be uh, losing. And we, I'm doing my routine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not losing. It's like it's like dropping. Yeah. That's what it is. So and then, and, but what you are losing though are your genes, man. <laughs> so, and, and you know, most of your wardrobe you're gonna lose. I'm sorry, to, you know, I'm sorry, but it's gonna be like that. Yeah, we talked about it uh, before the show, but it, it's it will be cut out. But uh, a few days ago, I I got in, I had to get a new pair of jeans, and I had I bought my first M sized uh, t shirt, and it just felt so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, I had to change the whole my whole my wardrobe when I when I um, oh what I even had to change was I had to adjust my ring, my wedding ring, because uh, <laughs> it was just too big, you know. <laughs> and now but I cannot. How the hell do you do that? How do you adjust the ring? I don't know. The jewelry guys they they do it. It's magic. Okay. I'm sure they have some unicorns doing that. I, I have no clue, <laughs> <laughs> but but they do their stuff, and they they actually gave me a, a, like a small a small piece of you know gold from my ring that they that they you know, uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, I have it. Um, I don't know what to do with it, and I don't see on the ring where they. I mean, how they made it smaller. I have no clue, but it is smaller and it it fits nicely now. But yeah, man, congratulations. 70 kilos, you broke the barrier. Now just, you know, keep Thank it like you. that. Don't drop anymore because you're going to disappear. And I, I don't <laughs> want you to disappear. <laughs> no, you still need me. <laughs> I still need you. Especially that today, today I was praised. I was praised by our customer, one of the, our biggest customers about our mobile apps, that our mobile apps are the best on the market. And you are the <laughs> Apple guy here. And and so just, I, I need you here, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so just, uh, just to put a, a more concrete number on it, uh, again, today and, and last week I had the same 70.1, but last week, throughout the whole week, the average was 70.8. And since Monday, th there were like slight ups and downs, but the average was 70.01. So exactly what it should be. Nice. And with that, uh, we're going to end the show.